This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Talkback is a better experience when you jump on the phone, so we would like to hear from you. 0800 150 The question I wish to ask, Sean Johnson. Discussion in the media that he possibly is in talks with the West Tigers. No contract for next year has been offered to him yet by the Warriors. Do you want to see him stay? Or is it time to look elsewhere? He is having a good season. But I'll be perfectly honest, I've never been convinced on Sean Johnson. I think he's too hit and miss. And while the season's gone well so far, you just sort of feel that we're now starting to come into a really tough part of the NRL. And the Warriors potentially could end up losing three straight when they take on Penrith. And then we start to find out the true character of players like Sean. I had a saying once by softball legend Mark Sorensen when it came to choosing players. And he used to say to some guys, if you're going to be the man, be the man every day. And I think that's the sort of thing that perhaps I haven't seen from Sean Johnson over the years. We know how good he is when he's on. But if we had season after season of consistency from him, can you win the NRL with half with halves that are inconsistent. Simple question, stay or go? Sean Johnson, do you keep him at the Warriors next year? Or is it time to move on? One of the questions you always have to ask yourself when you drop anybody or you decide not to re-sign somebody is, who's the backup? Who's the alternative? Who else is there? Who's on the market? Who's available? Who wants to come and play for the Warriors here in Auckland, which has been a real issue over the years? 0800 150811. You can text us here on 8833. Schoolboy rugby in Auckland kicks off this weekend, the Auckland 1A. North Harbour started last week, and I'd imagine... Different first fifteen round, different first fifteen competitions around the country. Probably the same either started last week or start tomorrow. Auckland schools have come out and said we no longer want the television cameras. Man, our grammar have been like that for the last sort of six or seven years. They believe it just puts too much of a focus on first fifteen. It's a distraction, and perhaps that negative connotations associated with young men outweigh any positive that comes from it. And I see Sky Television at this point haven't scheduled covering any first 15 games, partly due to the cost associated with it and not having Auckland 1A. It means that the travel costs associated with production outside of Auckland do become a lot higher. 
Now, I know a number of the headmasters at the top schools here in Auckland, and their decision is done purely for the right reasons. I was involved in the first two years of First 15 Rugby on Sky, along with Keith Quinn, Bull Allen and Ken Laban. It was done with the best intentions to put schoolboy rugby on, to celebrate the history and the tradition and the purity of schoolboy rugby, but unfortunately it sort of morphed itself into a little bit of an arms race. Scholarships and maybe some schools' desire to win, almost putting the school's integrity under the spotlight. And I think St Kennigan's College here in Auckland is case in point. I think this is a good move not to cover schoolboy rugby on TV now. What I would like to see, however, is coverage of senior club rugby around the country. My reason being that we need senior club rugby. See, schoolboy rugby promotes and rewards just big kids a lot of the time. And some kids are a little bit later to go through puberty or physically develop. And they often get left behind. Problem with big kids is they end up being one-dimensional. But what it's also done, having schoolboy rugby on TV, it's made schoolboy rugby almost the audition for MPC. It's the stepping stone to higher honours. Senior club rugby should be that. Because senior club rugby, size is not as big a factor. Senior club rugby in a lot of regions is in trouble. A lot more clubs amalgamating. And you've only got to have a look at the Gallagher Shield or the Auckland competition every week and some senior club sides are getting beaten by 100 points. So there's not a closeness in the competition these days amongst traditional club sides. If we started putting greater emphasis in televising senior club rugby, I think we would get a greater uptake of school leavers continuing in rugby. And I think it would also encourage late developers to want to continue playing the game. But club rugby is in trouble and something needs to change. So my next question Jump on the phones, 0800 150811. Do you have a problem with schoolboy rugby being televised? Do you think it's woke of the Auckland schools to not want it to be televised? Can you see any downsides to it? Do you think we should be televising senior club rugby, telling their stories? A lot of famous clubs with a lot of really cool, famous stories. Telling the great rivalries that exist within regional club rugby. But the byproduct is that we hopefully rejuvenate senior club rugby. 0800 150811 is the number. You can text us here on 8833. A third point, and I'm going to replay an interview after one o'clock on this, 
Philip Rush is going to join me. Philip Rush is one of the great endurance swimmers in the history of the world, a pioneer in the 1980s who went around the world racing for big, big prize money. He holds the triple crossing of the record for the triple crossing of the English Channel. We saw on Wednesday night a young Aucklander by the name of John O'Riddler swim 100 kilometres from Great Barrier Island to Auckland's North Shore. I want to try and put that in context for you. He was in the water for 33 hours. He started at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. We were all having morning tea. We then on, went, and went back to work. We had lunch. We worked all afternoon. We got in our cars. Sat in traffic. Went home. Sat on the couch. Probably put the kids, kids to bed. Had dinner. Went to bed ourselves. Woke up the next day. Possibly went to the gym. Had breakfast. Went to work. Had morning tea. And this guy was still swimming. And then he'd go on and swim for another nine hours. I cannot tell you just how tough John O'Riddler is, just how extraordinary his 100 kilometre swim is. It is one of the great feats of human endurance and human endeavour. And I'm going to put it in context for you by talking to Philip Rush after one. But I'd like to hear from you what are some of the great feats of human endeavour. You can go back to Roger Bannister breaking four minutes for the mile, Hillary conquering Everest. In the 1970s, we had a runner here, Mad Max Telford, who ran through Death Valley and was the original pioneer of endurance running. There are not too many achievements left for mankind to conquer that haven't already been done. But swimming 100 kilometres is one of them. It should have been front page of the papers. It should have been the big talking point yesterday. But the same media who continue to promote equity and balance only stay true to that line if they think it's going to have readership and if they think it's got some sort of commercial interest. But I guarantee... If you had to put him on the front page of the Herald or the front page of the newspapers for that achievement, there would have been a lot more uptake. How great is this achievement of John O'Riddler's? Do people comprehend the mental fortitude, the physical ability required to do it? No wetsuit, just a pair of togs and a pair of goggles and some very dark, deep, black, blue water with a lot of sea life. Not like you're getting in the currents and being pushed along. You're swimming over a 30-hour period, so you're going to have four tidal changes that you've got to deal with. I understand that he's lost skin off his tongue. His throat is swollen from all the salt water. But what do you think about for 33 hours? See, when you run, you've got visual stimulation. People can talk to you. People can encourage you. Same when you do extraordinary things on a bicycle. Swimming? You're basically just looking down, watching your hands into the water and somehow having to get yourself into a trance-like state. 0800 150 
811. Someone's saying that actual swim was 90k. Well, it was actually officially 99.1. I know that he's actually swum over 100 kilometres, but what they actually do, and Philip Russell explained this after one o'clock, under international endurance swimming rules, it's basically from point to point in a straight line. They don't factor in the additional swimming that you do by not taking a straight line. Sean Johnson, stay or go, what's in the best interest of the Warriors, short term and long term? 0800 schoolboy television on rugby, for or against it? Should the alternative be senior club rugby? 0800 and great feats of human endeavour and endurance, where does this swim from John O'Riddler sit? What are some of the other extraordinary achievements by man? in a sporting context, including mountain climbing. 0800 150 is the number. Also, too, a little bit later on, we will get people to text and possibly call in with your Super Round predictions for this weekend's round involving the New Zealand teams. It is 17 minutes after 12. You're listening to SEMZ. 22 minutes after 12, just a couple of texts that or a few texts that have come in regarding Sean Johnson. There is rumours or it's been reported that he is potentially in discussions with the West Tigers. Warriors haven't made a decision whether they want to re-sign him and if they do re-sign him is it just for a year or is there maybe a two or three year deal in it what is Sean Johnson wanting uh, someone's saying here goodbye Sean just wait when the going gets tough and it will well I think it's starting to now Sean will be missing in action always has always well and I don't disagree with that don't get me wrong hell of a league player way better than I ever was um, or even remotely close to not that I ever really played rugby league maybe that's the reason why he's always a bit better a lot better, a lot better. Um, but yeah, sometimes there's a saying, you just can't put back in what God left out. And just not quite the finished product, is he? Someone's saying, come to Souths to win a premiership. Yeah, I think the Souths don't really need Sean Johnson to win a premiership at the moment. Uh, Mark, Sean Johnson would be better going to another NRL team, not the West Tigers, and NRL League is more exciting than Super Rugby. That comes from Mark. I don't disagree with that. My understanding is that the ratings at um, Sky for the NRL are extraordinary this year, and you can understand why. Uh, They've just got so many narratives, haven't they? You look at the NRL competition, and there's just such a level of unpredictability about it any team can almost tip up any other side, not dissimilar to the English Premier League. Um, but they've got shows that support it, like NRL 360. They have a bit of controversy off the field. They've got coaches who are big, strong personalities in their own right and be quite animated. There's a little bit of angst between the clubs and they've got genuine tribalism, where Super Rugby, it's got none of that. Super Rugby's just reduced itself to the 80 minutes in the middle of the park. In fact, if you go through this weekend's round of Super Rugby, I mean, tonight you've got the Highlanders versus the Chiefs. Now, Highlanders on paper, good side, but the Chiefs are going to win that, aren't they? Fiji and Drua versus the Hurricanes probably has the most interest because Fiji is so hard at home. Um, but you're probably going to go with the Hurricanes. Crusaders force, Crusaders win that one. Blues, Moana Pacifica, Blues win that one. Reds, Waratahs, who cares? Um, and that's unfortunately Super Rugby. And that's part of the reason why the NRL is starting to... Well, I think it has surpassed uh, rugby now in regards to interest, certainly at a domestic level, regular season level. 
I will run through that NRL draw for you shortly just to highlight the level of unpredictability about it. But, you know, you go back a couple of weeks ago and here was the Warriors at home to 24,000 people and the three big super rugby sides in this country were all having buys. Rugby just can't afford to be doing that. People are going, well, I want to watch some sport. What is there? Well, I might watch this thing called the NRL. I might watch some rugby league. Suddenly, you give them a taste of the product, and they go, man, I really enjoyed that. That's now going to be my default setting. I'm curious now to follow this team. And that's what you often do. You provide a window of opportunity for your competitors if you're not smart. Um... I've just got a text coming in, a couple of texts coming in regarding John O. Riddler, the swimmer. Uh, Ross, is it Edgegalee, swim around Great Barrier. Check that one out, Mark. Another great feat of human endurance. Oh, look, Charlie, anybody that gets in, I mean, even swimming the Cook Strait, let's not underestimate that, 26 kilometres. Anybody that does these things. What I'll say about swimming is in running and these extreme, extraordinary running events, you can stop, someone can encourage you, someone can walk with you. Swimming, you can't do that. Uh, you've got the salt water too, which is highly corrosive, the damage, you know, the chafing, um, you know, imagine the salt water in your mouth for that longer period of time um, and the resilience you need to build up to the cold. This comes from Joe. I like this, Joe. That swimmer bloke deserves to be in the Halbergs and given a knighthood. The mental fortitude to succeed the feat is nothing short of extraordinary. Absolutely brilliant. As for Johnson... At the Warriors, I think it's time for him to move on. Too inconsistent over the years for me. Everybody is saying that he's been brilliant this season, but that is due to playing behind a decent forward pack. Hope Metcalf can get on the field at some stage. A real talent. He's a polarising figure, isn't he, Sean Johnson? We've always had those polarising figures. Uh, I always remember Kevin Iroh. Kevin Iroh was a bit of a um, one of those sorts of players that did a lot of really, really good things that would just light a crowd up, but there was also some real deficiencies in his games and you just didn't feel like he was ever quite the finished product. Uh, Jesse Ryder, a little bit of a flawed genius. Incredibly talented cricketer, but perhaps, you know, brought down by some of the off-field issues that he had. Nice guy, uh, Jesse Ryder. Uh, met him a couple of times. There's always been those types of athletes where you just go, there's just something not quite there. I think we've seen it at times with rugby where you see some players. I think Akira Awani falls into that category at the Blues at the moment. So much to like about him, but there's also so much frustration that goes with him. You know what they're capable of doing, but there is just that little ingredient missing. And as I said, sometimes you can turn that around through good coaching and Psychology, and then there's other occasions where, as I said, you just can't put back in what God left out. Uh, 0800 150 811. We've had a text from, and I've Googled your number because you're too gutless to put your name to it. I take it you're paid by the hour, not by the amount you say. Put Smithy back on. My good man, my good man, and I know you work for a, a, a moving company because I've Googled you. Um, don't let me live rent-free inside your head, my good man. It's called an off button. I learned how to use it when I was five. But you're still listening. The fact I've got you to text means that I've stirred some emotion and I've done my job. Anyway, jump on the phone. Like to hear from you. Anything else from the sporting weekend? Love to hear from you. You can give us your predictions. Is there any real predictions here? Um, 
I'll give you the this weekend's draw. So we've got the Highlanders and the Chiefs tonight. Chiefs have put out a pretty good side. I see Yasawa Kula starting in the loose on the in the number seven jersey. Fiji and Drua Hurricanes. Hurricanes have got to get up early against the Fiji and Drua. I think they're capable. I think the Fiji and Drua are going to struggle with the intensity of three consecutive home games against quality opposition. Crusaders will beat the Force. Blues will beat Moana Pacifica. And imagine the Reds and the Waratahs. Oh, that, if you're Australian, you're probably flipping a coin on that one. Rebels, Brumbies. Brumbies are going to win that. Uh, you, you do just have a look, though, at the NRL. And I'll just bring it up now. The NRL in terms of the games this weekend to give you an idea of the closeness. So you've got the Bulldogs versus the Raiders. The Sea Eagles, Broncos. Warriors, Panthers. Sharks, Dolphins. Storm Rabbitohs, West Tigers, Dragons. We've got the Roosters, Cowboys, and the Titans versus the Eels. Try and pick a winner in all of those games. It becomes a lot more difficult, but that is the appeal of the NRL. 0800 150 811 is the number. More texts that have come in from Charlie. Ross Edgeley, born October 13th, 1985, is an athlete, ultramarathon, sea swimmer and author. He holds multiple records but is best known for completing the world's longest swim in history. To swim 2,860 kilometres around Great Britain in 157 days. Yeah, it's a remarkable achievement in 157 days, isn't it, um, in terms of what he's done. Hi, Wado. Looking forward to Zoe running at the Diamond League. I wonder if she has any West African DNA. She is the first truly world-class sprinter New Zealand has hashed since Jack Hempton. World record in the 100 yards, 1889. Well, we also had Arthur Porritt won a bronze medal in the 100, didn't he, back in 1924. Uh, took on the name Watson, actually, in the... I think it was Arthur Watson, wasn't it? In Chariots of Fire. But yeah, keeping an eye on Zoe Hobbs. Remarkable achievement from her. Good luck to her, too. Unfortunately, I think she's going to get to a level where it's suddenly not going to be a level playing field, if you know what I mean. Um, but hey, call me a cynic. 29 and a half minutes away from one. Let's bring you some news, sport and weather. It is 27 minutes away from one o'clock. Telephone numbers 0800 150 811. You can text us here on 8833. Uh, someone just texted in, hey, hey. I can't believe you're even having this conversation around Sean Johnson. Are you watching a different comp to the NRL comp I'm watching? Wow. Look, I'm just asking the question. I have said Sean is playing really, really well so far this season. I guess historically, though, he's been very much a bit part player. He's either been hot or cold. The fact that the Warriors haven't re-signed him for next year, they probably still have some concerns. So I'm just simply asking the question. And so I'll take it from your text. You clearly believe, you clearly believe that the Warriors should sign Sean going forward. And that's okay too. 0800 150811. Hi, John. Earth calling John. Have we got John there? 
Hi, John. Can you hear me? Yeah, hi, John. How are you? Yes. Good. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Hey, um, firstly, I'd like to congratulate our um, water polo team. Yeah. Women's water polo team. They've just made the World Cup final. Yep. Um, and, that's and, a massive achievement for New Zealand. Yeah, and, huge. and I've got Fabian Van Roy on the programme after three o'clock to talk about that too. It is. We've got a real chance of um we've got a real chance here of um yeah, making the Olympic Games too, but qualifying for the top tier at the World Cup and water polo is huge when you consider it is the oldest team sport at the Olympics. Yeah, exactly, mate. And just congratulations to our woman and Zoe Hobbs, you know, even if she makes that um hundred metre world final wherever, you know, that's an achievement in itself. Um, and I think she's of uh, Māori descent, Te Aoteawa, I believe. Yeah, correct, um, correct. And look, yeah, what it was, yeah. it? She, she, she's going to be exposed to even better runners now. And any time you're exposed to better, you generally tend to lift. And so hopefully she can go from 10.97, sort of start to get down consistently around 10.9 and starting hitting those times consistently. And then she's genuinely in the game. Well, well, as you know, what as you've commented over there before, it's an achievement to see a New Zealand singlet, you know, within those ranks, right next to the Jamaicans, to the Americans, yeah. to all those athletes. It's I, just an achievement to have I, our singlet I, I, there. I get a little bit annoyed just with the singlets these days. I get the Olympics. It's got to have the country written across it. I just love for us yeah. to go to the black singlet and the old silver fern just stamped in the middle, you know, like Walker ran in. But you're right, there's nothing better. I mean, you think of the black singlet, and I still, you know, and I include the all black jersey in this. You've got the all black jersey, but then you do think of track and field and you do think of the black singlet. I think they're the two sports that, and rowing potentially, that, you know, when you think the black singlet and the silver fern, you think of those sports. Oh, absolutely, man. I can't wait to see that. But um, just for, okay, Sean Johnson. Yeah. You're right, um, he is getting on. I think he's 32 this year. Um, and the Warriors haven't re-signed him, but you look at Kieran Foran. He was signed somewhere else. He's 33, 34. I think Sean Johnson, if he doesn't play next year, will end up in a role similar to Benji Marshall, how he came onto the Rabbitohs in the twilight mm-hmm. of his career. And if he doesn't continue playing, he'll probably end up as a kind of a pathways guy because he's playing brilliantly this year and and he's taken away all those faults in his game so far. Mm. Um, do I believe he can be in the Kiwis ranks? Probably. Mm. But he probably won't start. But, yeah, that's his, his route, I believe. Yeah, and look, and it's entirely up to him what he does. Nobody else can tell him what to do, uh, John. And he clearly doesn't want to retire at the end of the season. I, I mean, I guess the Warriors, Sean Johnson, I'm so deeply scarred <laughs> that I am still a little bit of a fence sitter. I'm still not convinced. Yes, we're into the month of May, but there is still a long way to go in this NRL competition. Um, me personally, uh, I, I, I would look somewhere else, but that's just me. Hey, thanks, John. Do appreciate your call. It is 22 minutes away from one. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. Um, you're talking before about um, chaps um, that were you know, good but never quite made it to the top. And I was just wondering, there was a guy that played for the Crusaders a few years ago who played when Israel Dagg was playing. I think he played on the inside when he was a centre. Um, I don't know what happened to him. And uh, he sort of disappeared off the scene, went overseas, came back, played a bit of um, rugby up in the North Island, just disappeared from the scene. But he was a, he was a really, really good player. I can't even remember if he ever played for the All Blacks or not. Um, I just can't recall what his name was, though. But um, it was run like anything. Was it, wasn't Tim Bateman? No, it wasn't Tim Bateman. It was probably about the same era as that, though. But um, I think he went over to... I um, can't remember what club he went over to. He played overseas for a while. And um, 
I think he felt like Jesse Ryder himself for a bit of bother and um, came back here. Um, he got a contract up in North Island to play for, I don't know if I mean, like Poverty Bay or somewhere like that, but uh, never heard anything more about him. I just wondered if you know, someone could recall um, what his name was and what happened to him. Oh, but, look, um, I'm sure we'll get it. I'm, uh, yeah, it wasn't Robbie Fruin? No, no, it wasn't him. I, I can't just quite think of his name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. He used to I could run like a hare, and as I say, played um, inside of Israel, Dave, with the Crusaders for um, uh, two or three seasons. It could have been longer than that. Um, and so then, um, I don't know what, something went wrong, and um, he, um, I think um, he got the push from the Crusaders, went overseas, and then came back... Um, as I say, got a contract mm. up north somewhere and um, oh, look, just disappeared from the scene. Yeah, look, Kevin, somebody will um, somebody will text us in, I'm sure. So um, just text yeah. a few names in, and then hopefully one of them um, one of them uh, registers with you, Kevin, and then text us and confirm it just on double eight double three, mate. Okay. Yep, that really. Thank hey, you very much. Lovely hey, to have you on the program, mate. Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Dean. Yeah, what are you getting on? Good, thanks. It might be Johnny McNichols. I'm not sure, but he was around that area as well. So. I don't know. He went overseas and come back. So yeah, that's Johnny McNichol. Yeah, it might, have, it might have actually been Johnny McNichol, actually. Yeah, I'm that sure, boy. I tell you I'll, what. I'll, I tell you what, though, when you start running off some of the names, you just realise the depth of riches the Crusaders have had over the years. I think. I think. Like, you've got to build that though, and I think the Chiefs are on the same path. Like the boy Rona, never heard of him until two weeks ago, and now he's looking like, wow, we better watch this kid in the future. But what I'm reading for, what I was. I've been pretty critical of old our All Black captain Sam Kane in the last couple of years, and I don't know whether he just decided to peak at the right time. But the last three weeks, he's been outstanding, if you ask me. So I made the effort to have a look around the need today to see if I could bump into the bloke. And I was driving downtown, and I seen this guy in a Chiefs everything, and I thought, oh, he might be able to help me. So I pulled over and waved him over, and I thought, I'm going to go for a coffee or something, have a bit of yarn, and. It was Bill Osborne, believe it or not. And, Brilliant. Uh, the great Bill Osborne, eh? Yeah. Well, for his age, mate, he's looking a million bucks. But then we're sitting outside with us staying, and uh, Sam Kane and Luke Jacobson came out. So I went up and introduced myself. I said, honestly, mate, I'm a nothing. But I love the game, and um, I was a wee bit of a critic, to be fair. And I said, I also was worried about your health after that injury. But the last three weeks, I'm so pleased to be able to say that now we're going to the World Cup with a captain that I actually believe has got plenty of steel, man. The last three weeks, he's blown me away. Absolutely mm. blown me away. I never thought I'd be saying this. Never thought I'd be saying it. Yeah, yeah, no, look, Dean, I, I, um, I agree with you. Uh, I, I, look, in recent times, I don't think Sam Kane. you know, I don't... I, it was always hard, wasn't it, to be coming after Richie McCourt. It's a bit like coming in uh, to Alex Ferguson, coaching Manchester United. You don't want to be the next guy you're going to sort of fail. And I think that's always been Sam Kane. And he's a guy who's a master of the dark arts. He's very good at the breakdown. He's very good at the tackling side of it in and around the fringes. He's not Michael Jones. He's not that guy that's going to barnstorming through the gap. But sometimes players just come into their own at different times in their life. You'll get others at 22 who just click and their greatness is there immediately. You see it a lot in athletics where someone will just toil away, toil away, put layer upon layer of layer, year in, year out, year out of hard training, and then suddenly they get the breakthrough season that comes a little bit later. And I just wonder whether Sam Kane, now that he's fully fit, this is his time. But also the pressure from the outside, the guys that are trying to keep him out of the team. Because you've got the likes of the Ethan Blackadders, you've got the Papa Leahy's there, putting pressure on him. 
And to stay number one, you've got to train as if you're number two. But I'm with you, and again, I've, I haven't always been that generous on Sam Kane in the past, but credit where credit's due. Hey, lovely to have you That'd on the pro- yeah, lovely to have you on the program, Dean. I just need to take some commercial requirements, pay a few bills. Seventeen minutes away from one, we've got Graham there, we've got Paul. We'll come to you guys shortly. You can phone us here on 0800-150811. Uh, some wonderful texts that have come in. People are talking about Sean Maitland, Zach Guilford. Um, uh, who else did we have? And we've got yeah, just some other texts in and around rugby too that I want to get to as well. So keep them coming. Double eight, double three. 12 minutes away from 1 o'clock, 0800 150 Bunning Trade is here to help you and your business succeed. Whether you're a tradie, small business owner, or you manage a large national brand, Bunning's Trade can help you get the products, advice, and support you and your team need to get the job done. Yeah, do check out Bunning's, bunnings.co.nz. Hi, Graham. Hi, Graham. Um, that, that, yeah. Hi, are you there? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, I'm, I just, because you said it twice, all oh, right. I uh, just, uh, it's that Guilford that guy's talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got the position wrong, he was mainly on the wing, but he came down from Hawke's Bay with, at the same time as Izzy Dag signed up with the Crusaders. And he was with Warrior, but he's been all over the place. I think he's currently playing for Wood End here in Canterbury. There's always controversy. Oh, he's had a lot of controversy surrounding him. You know, it's just the fact that he mentioned trouble, and that doesn't, that leaves out, you know, guys like Robbie Fruin, who, um, at, you know, were never problems. You know, Zach sort of had a lot of um, issues from the time, you know. Yeah, well, but what people career. forget with Zach Guilford, he was a member of that 2011 World Cup team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's exactly played against. I remember we got a try, maybe a couple of tries against Argentina or something like that. But yeah, no, it's a bit unfortunate. But yeah, I'm pretty certain because of just the way hmm. the checkered history side of it that come up. Yeah, because I couldn't think of anyone else. Yeah. Mm. Now, Graham, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, no. And all, no, that's, all, 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 yeah. Of, all of very best this weekend, mate. Oh yeah, no. Well, it'll be interesting. I'm pleased. Well. Will Jordan's back. Um, yeah, a lot of people. It's not. It hasn't been concussion. A lot of people are trying to say it's concussion, but they've made it pretty clear that it's not concussion. Yeah, it's, um, it's an inner ear affection, isn't it? But yeah. boy, it's it's such a it's such a grey area, isn't it? Look, I think whatever it is, Graham, they've done the right thing in terms of not bringing him back too quickly. Because anything to do oh, with absolutely. the head, anything to do with the noggin, mate. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, that's right. No, I think they've. You know, I'm pretty pretty confident he'll be right tomorrow, mm. and uh, certainly hope so. Um, yeah, because great footballer, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And um, seeing him back, you know, because as, you know, as you've often said, and you were talking about, you know, half an hour or so, that you don't get a lot of narrative around games outside of New Zealand uh, derbies. Let's be honest, <laughs> a player like that coming back creates, well, it, creates, but, but, you know, it that, creates an interest. Yeah, that I, I, and I agree with you, along. Graham. And that should be one narrative. Okay, so he's back. What are some of the other narratives that we can build around this game? What are some of the criticisms we can talk about? What are some of the skill sets? That's what rugby's lacking at the moment. There's no integrated sort of communication plan. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll keep saying this. Um, rugby's got to stop pretending that we're perfect, that somehow we're all of the moral, highest moral standing. We're not. If you want to get a look, if you, but if you do want to get a look at rugby and the psyche of human beings, how many really, really intelligent and predominantly women watch Married at First Sight? How many people watch mixed martial arts and watch these gladiatorial games? And that's where sport needs to move to. Stop trying to treat us like somehow we're perfect and therefore nobody can say anything and everything needs to be sort of so sort of. Um, Harmonised, if I can use that word. Hey, thanks, Graham. I do appreciate yep, your no call. Okay, hi, yep. Paul. hi, Paul. Hello, Roddo. How are you? Uh, it's good to hear your um, 
good to hear your voice again, mate. It's been a while since the radio sport days. And oh, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about those trolls, mate. I guarantee you none of them, oh. none of them have popped in a ring like you have, mate. No, nah, so. no. Nah, look, I, I, I just have a little bit of fun with it, mate. It's all just part of the package, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just quickly on what you were mentioned then about um, the the rugby. Um, the, the, I, I think rugby's basically had the had a monopoly on on you know on 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 the airways and the TV and, and and even you know the funding and blah 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 for so long they've they've almost taken it for granted they're kind of in denial that clubs are folding no one's watching on TV um, the Blues get five thousand on the same night the Warriors get twenty thousand you know they're kind of in denial they're just re- relying relying on 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 history but I tell you now. I don't watch out, mate. Uh, unfortunately, you know the game. The game will be gone. Oh, look, I agree, Paul, and um, everybody can see it. But they got their head in the sand. I guarantee. I'll make a prediction. Oh, I'll make a prediction. In five years now, they're sitting down with focus groups trying to work out what's gone wrong. They're so they're so worried about the cash cow, which is the All Blacks, that they don't believe that they can do. You know, that, that doesn't mean you need to compromise every other form of the game. And what they're not actually realising is, if you erode the base you're not going to end up having the top anyway. And it's all sort of short-term. Yep. There's no long-term thinking here. I had Gordon Simpson uh, in a studio who does a played for the Hurricanes, played for Scotland. He went through, I think it's um, Rosmany on Auckland's North Shore, good traditional rugby school. He was saying that they had enrolments recently, 360-odd kids enrolled to play basketball and just 70 kids enrolled to play rugby. And you're telling me rugby shouldn't be concerned? I'd be terribly concerned. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going down the, the woke side. You know, they're pumping all this money into women's rugby. They're not, they're not going to get any return on it. Uh, no one watches, no one goes. Um, they've got people on the board that basically are business people. They've got no idea about the game, but good luck to them anyway. Mm. Um, I just wanted to comment on Sean Johnson. Yeah, quickly, um, you've got about 30 seconds, so go for it. Yep. Yeah, OK. Well, well, you know, they should probably sign him for one more year. I, I don't think he'll go anywhere, mate, because he's just so happy to be home and, I'll probably give him another year. There are some good halves coming through. 